0: Download the app, Bet Big, Win Bigger. And I gotta tell you, I really like the sound of that. And with WinBet, it's just that easy. WinBet has what you need to win, including boosted same-game parlays for the upcoming NBA action after the football season. So if you're from Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, sign up today to receive a special offer. New users can take advantage of WinBet's Bet $10, Win $200 offer. Just bet $10 and win 200 in free bets. Download the WinBet app now or visit dot Download the app, bet big, and win bigger, and let's get after it. Bet 10 Win 200 is not available in Michigan. Terms and conditions apply, must be 21 or older and present in a state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER, and in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too. one 889
1: 9789 Welcome to the glorious Greenlight Podcast. Cowboy. Oh, mm. ah. Shield Kapadia joins Chris. We're going to talk some football. The trades that went down, Russell Wilson showing up in Denver, Carson in Washington, Aaron Rodgers' decision to stay in Green Bay, Cleo Mack to the Chargers, Number of other potential NFL moves. After Sheil, Chris and Nate are going to talk about TikTok and the circus, Chris's time in Mexico, and we're going to review Spencer Hall's ranking of all 50 states. Enjoy it, folks. Thank you very much.
2: Mm -hmm. we're gonna do a dual hello dr fax in the building you go first you're stanford connecticut that's where formerly known as king and low haywood thomas school now known as that's where you went to high school now known as the king school i used to like pull your card about that all the time all the
0: time i don't know why used to walk around saying he's from the tri-state
2: got a great education how the fuck is that the tri-state The tri-state. Is that the tri-state? Some people like to argue that um, it's Pennsylvania as New York, Connecticut, and New Jersey. Either way, you went to high
0: school in Connecticut, not New York. So I used to pull your card a little bit. Yeah. It's all right, though. Yeah.
2: My parents live in Connecticut.
0: I went to high school in Charlottesville. You wouldn't last a second. All the teachers (laughs) in Charlottesville (coughs) and in uh, Stamford, Connecticut... You hear these ad rolls? Yeah, this is, we're monetizing this podcast. Bet you thought we'd amount to nothing. Uh, Hey, Steamboat Springs, Colorado. What's up? Reed brought me a, uh, he just brought me a fucking ashtray. It says, hi from Steamboat Springs, Colorado. Classy.
1: How do you spell hi? (laughs) It
0: depends on how you're trying to spell it, Reed. Um, It's a beautiful, In the case of this ashtray, it's, it's what you might think. It's a beautiful ashtray, Reed. Thank you. Welcome
2: back.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much.
2: Welcome back, Reed. Did you miss us?
1: Appreciate it. Yeah, I did. Missed us. Missed this whole, <laughs> uh, whole game. <laughs> you missed us? I missed us. Okay. All right, that's good.
0: Reed, a lot has changed. How do you feel?
1: I think we still have a quarterback whose number is going to be three.
0: That's true. Uh,
2: unfortunately, though, no dual threat um, Drew Locke anymore. I have something to point out. I just gave Reed a cool Broncos jacket that I might want back now because the Broncos is kind of popping now. The
0: Broncos are popping, dude. <laughs> hey, Broncos absolutely popping. AFC West popping. AFC West is the fucking I'm, – I'm so happy about the AFC West being back well, it never left, but like <laughs> like fully, like four teams deep. This is a fucking really deep division. And all these games are going to be primetime games. We get a ton of AFC West primetime, the, the number one primetime division. There's nothing like an AFC West game on TV. We I'm should plant be. my flag there, followed by the AFC North. NFC East overrated on uh, Monday night, Sunday night. I want to say hello to Seattle. Seattle, Washington. So, I think this is the end of one of the coolest eras in NFL history. All right? Hello or goodbye. Well, I'm saying hello. Just seeing how y'all are doing up there. Not that I care. Y'all beat the dog shit. Well, actually, just barely most of the time out of most of the Rams teams that I was on. But (laughs) I had to go up there every... Um, week 17, without fail, we'd lose some low-scoring game to them. And many, It would be 41 and raining. Oh, uh, I was going to say, how many rainy games? All of them. Really? More of a drizzle. It took eight years before we won there in my career. So if anybody has a right to hate the Seahawks, it's me. And I can't find myself at 36 years old hating the Seahawks. I just don't. And so... To you Seahawk fans, you little 12s, good for you, you had a great run. You really did. Um, And unless unless you know something I don't know about Deshaun Watson, you're probably gonna see how the other half lives. I mean, like, a generation of fans have enjoyed really good football for a long time in Seattle, and fun football. And yeah, like when I was a player, I fucking resented the Seahawks. I mean, they were the luckiest team in football. I mean, horseshoe up their ass. I mean, think about it, replacement ref, right? You remember that? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the guy for Green Bay who dropped the onside kick, forget his name, tight end up there. Think about it, okay, just to, just to get down there and throw the ball at the goal line and lose that Super Bowl, they needed a free catch, right? Um, in 2019, I think they had the highest or like one of the worst point differentials, but they were actually like, had this great record. I mean, that's just kind of who they are. Blair Walsh, mm-hmm. the Vikings kicker. Remember that missed kick? Who was that against? It was against the Seahawks. They always got calls at home. I resented them. Like I'd be, I can vividly remember sitting in my hotel room in Miami, you know, on a trip with Tom Sandy. actually. We went down to South Beach, it was awesome. Except for having to watch them beat the dog shit out of the Broncos and win a Super Bowl and cash in, and we were like, dude, we beat this team. Like, what the hell? I did not want to see them win. I was rooting for the Patriots when the Patriots beat them in the Super Bowl, but I really respected them. You hated them as a player, but, and you respect them. You know, like Tom Cable, the physicality of that group, you know, Breno Giacomini, guys like that, who weren't necessarily the best players but were the toughest players and had a ton of attitude, and offensively, um, you had Marshawn Lynch, you had Beast Mode. But if, I bet you, if I ask you guys right now who you think of when you think of the Seahawks the last 10 years, we might all get different answers. Yeah. And I think that's what makes that team really cool. Like, I think of Richard Sherman screaming in Tom Brady's face. Like, that's the first thing that comes to my mind when it came to like, the spirit <laughs> of that team,
3: right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was going to say Cam Chancellor.
0: <laughs> yeah. And like, okay, that's off the board, right? Who do yeah. you think of when you think of the Seahawks? Beast mode. Beast mode. Read. you don't have to give a different say, answer.
1: I was going to say beast mode, Skittles. but also Aaron Andrews. Aaron Andrews? Getting, getting yeah, the interview.
0: The interview. The, the, no, the PBU I... in the corner of the end zone. Taylor, who you
2: got?
3: Oh, I was going to say just the whole Legion of Boom. Entirely. The whole LLB. Like a yeah. little bit
2: of a cop-out, but yeah. Uh, Richard and, Richard Sherman when Trent Williams punched him in the
0: face. Yeah, that was funny. You could hear that on the on the mic. Up. He said, "What are you going to do?" You sent that to me like last week. He's like, "I'm going to punch you in your shit," and he's like, "Do it then." And do he like then. did it. Then and then it. Richard Sherman was like, "Oh damn, dude." <laughs> and Trent Williams and I actually got into it after a game one time. I said the wrong thing to him. I was wrong, and uh, he came looking for me after the game. And you know, I stood tall, but that's a big guy. I mean, he's a big guy. You could feel his presence. We're cool as fuck now. But, like, he is not a guy that you want to come find you after the game. <laughs> but I guess the point is, I you know, think about Cliff Averill, Bruce Irvin off the edge, like, Red Bryant. Like, th- these teams had so many great players. Michael Bennett on a fucking bicycle. Oh. You know, after that I'm game sure. where they, I mentioned that game against the Packers. They, they, they got lucky in the onside kick. They got lucky. Uh, they threw the ball up. Bobby Wagner? Russell throwing the ball across his body. And that's the whole point is the guy that signals the end of this thing, really two two guys, Bobby Wagner and Russell. We make a way bigger deal about the quarterback, but L.O.B. is what kind of and and that defense was kind of what made them great over this last 10-year span. It didn't hurt that they had a great quarterback, but the soul of who they were when they were their best was like a defensive football team. Bobby Wagner might be the best
2: defensive football player that's played on that team. Hands down. Like, hands down. Yeah. Most consistent, hands down. Like, he was, the, he was probably the defensive MVP on their team, like, every year.
0: And we haven't even mentioned the quarterback, really. The quarterback is awesome, by the way. Like, he's been amazing. I Like, I burnt my Fitbit. I wish I had a Fitbit on chasing him around, like, for years. I mean, like, maybe a combined two miles chasing him for, like, you know, a few sacks. And that motherfucker gets to do that at Mile High Stadium now. People are gonna be huffing and puffing. But the point is, they're just a fun group. They were a fun group even if you hated them, you respected them, and that's over now. It's an incredible era, so hello to Seattle. Now you get to like really, we'll see, maybe more like the 11s. You know what I mean? (laughs) Because I don't know if we're gonna be piling in that motherfucker where we can't hear. I mean the loudest place I have ever heard, and I heard it once a year. I was lucky to hear it once a year. It was, it's a great deal, and I got to play against them when they were like this all-time team. Think about teams in the NFL. There are going to be so few teams that stay together from here on out. This team stayed together for a while. We were lucky to see
2: it for a while. And, last, yeah, last stadium I played in before I got cut. in really? preseason. Yep. No shit. Yeah. Was it loud? Um, it was it's pretty not loud. as loud early
0: in the in the year, I hear, it, but it was still pretty loud. See, they're a big he, Russell Wilson's a big elements guy. You know, he likes to he likes to make sure there's elements where he goes. Rain. Now it's altitude. The air's fucked up. It's it's, cold. It's, it's 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 unfair playing him. So we'll do. Release me. the Seattle song, Pearl Jam. One of the best Pearl Jam songs. Reed, are you a Pearl Jam guy?
1: Yeah, I'm not a, not a huge Pearl Jam. I don't know a ton about them, but I do like them a lot. I like uh, Rockin' in the Free World, that collab we, they did uh, with Neil Young.
0: So you don't know, I'm not being funny here, you don't know a lot of Pearl Jam.
1: Not a ton. I mean, I I know their hits, and uh, I think my favorite Eddie Vedder song was area album is the um into the wild soundtrack he did
0: oh yeah but that's uh, where you want to go huh yeah that's right if well, you went into the wild die, though you wouldn't you wouldn't you wouldn't fuck it up like that like well, I, w- uh, I would not christopher uh, mccandless did
1: yeah. yeah and i don't want to leave civilization as much as he does but
0: i was kind of yeah. worried that you were going to use COVID as cover to go mccandless we might never see you again, so I'm really glad you're here. So I'll go release me. Even though he didn't get released, he got traded. I feel like they released him because they they gave him a chance to play in an offense where he's not going to hand hand the ball off so much. And honestly, I just think um, it'll be exciting to see Russ in a different uniform. Um, but yeah, fun era. Sorry sorry 12s it's it's over for now and I don't think you have like an answer up your sleeve I think you might might just be sitting tight for a little bit I think you might want to get like maybe um Sunday ticket so you can watch some other teams as well because it might be a little bit uh agonizing watching the NFC West the next couple it will be fun to see Russ get the Aspen fits off like the dumb and dumber fits
2: you know what I mean <laughs> You know the fits, yeah, I do. Where he's, they're doing the IOU stuff. Yeah, big fashion guy, so yeah, for sure.
0: Fuck yeah, dude. I said this. I think he's like minus three hundred to wear Pendleton to a game this year. He's gonna be getting the Pendleton fits off, dude. Him and Sierra. So I love seeing Russ and Aspen fits. Obviously, Rogers is the guy that like we waited the longest to know what the fuck was gonna happen but then we moved on super quick because we had no choice. Ching ching. Well, yeah, he got paid and I don't know if we know the, the raw numbers yet, right? Because McAfee's been like, you know, kind of big, big dick in all the reporters, you know? Pat's been like, no, I know the, the real math here.
2: But isn't it supposed to be like 150 plus guaranteed? It's probably in that neighborhood. I don't know the latest.
3: That was what was reported, but we're still waiting on final details as alluded to by McAfee from his source.
0: His source. Yeah. And, and his source is rich and you know, he's probably going to retire a Packer now. I mean, like, so the longest walk for the shortest fall, if you're like just watching as a fan of football and you want to see something crazy happen. Um, but an easy decision for him, dude, like think about this, you're Aaron Rodgers. Okay. I can go to Denver. Nathaniel Hackett's great and all, but Derek Carr is the worst quarterback in the division, or I could just stay in the NFC North where I'm probably looking at Minnesota trotting out a Bridgewater type, a second-year quarterback with a new coach in Chicago, and then I don't even remember who the third team is, dude. It's Detroit, Jared Goff. So like, Aaron's like, yeah, I'll stay here. I'll I'll take the money. Um, The only thing personnel-wise that's really happened for them since this whole thing was Randall Cobb, dude. I'm telling you, this va- this validates everything. That Randall Cobb uh, is basically Helen of Troy in this Trojan War that has been the, the Aaron Rodgers saga. So, oh, fuck, let's not forget, dude, Carson Wentz. And we're going to talk to Shio Kapadia in, in a moment here about Carson Wentz and um, the Washington trade and the whole thing. That's your guy, right? Yeah, I, I like I like Carson. Okay. I don't have any issues with Carson. Now, the things I'm hearing about Carson... They don't, they're not great. Like this Indianapolis, wait, do you? are you not on the internet?
2: Uh, maybe, maybe I haven't been like di- deep diving into.
0: You could swim in the very shallow end and know that not a lot of people like Carson Wentz. Dude, you got to oh, catch up on this. Carson okay. Wentz, not well liked. Not liked. Not liked. I uh, got a lot of shit for a long time for defending him, like not being an ax murderer. And I still don't think he's an ax murderer. I I just don't think he's showing good leadership right now. Uh, and, I, I, and, and he's not playing well. And that's the people reason. People hate
2: that for the quarterback position. Th- they that's do. That's what they did with If Jay a guy's Cutler. not playing
0: well and doesn't have good leadership traits, eventually it blows up. And you know that's what it sounds like. And I'll talk to Sheila about this. But yeah, Frank Wright said, this doesn't seem like the guy I even knew in Philly. That's what I'm, without hearing him say that, that's what it sounds like. And, um, you know, Ron Rivera pulling an absolute dad move. This is what my dad does all the time. When something's broken, like a remote control's not working, I've tried everything. Reed, you know when I'm having a problem with technology. And then my dad will be like, well, have you tried this? And he'll just try the same fucking thing on the remote control. (laughs) That's what Ron Rivera is doing right now. He's like, Frank Reich, the guy who's known Carson since he was a wee lad, you know the guy that um, that engineered a Super Bowl and MVP run for Carson and the Eagles, the guy that knows Carson better than anybody is like, "No, nah, we're good, bro. I'm me, Ron Rivera, I will fix this remote control. And so like it's funny because Ron Rivera kind of reminds me of my dad. It makes a lot of sense. Have you tried hitting input? Yeah, I've tried hitting input, and whenever I hit input, we just throw a pick, like, <laughs> for no reason. Like, let's not, let's not try that button again. Um, so, it's crazy that Washington's banking on this, but I'll talk to Sheila about it, and you know, Howie Roseman, do you remember that, that finger analogy? with Carson Wentz, when he was like, this is before he shipped Carson out of town, he says like, one of my fingers on my hand. I can't actually, which is the funniest fucking analogy. Howie Roseman looking at his palm and on his pinky, on the inside of his pinky is Carson's face. He's what like, <laughs> yeah, Reed. Um, it was a weird quote from my guy. and uh, Now I'm thinking like, he's gonna be extra charged up. He's not gonna want Ron Rivera to come in his house and fuck him with his own finger. No, sir. Carson's not coming to Lincoln beating us, so there's going to be a lot of drama, dude. There's going to be a lot of drama. I might fucking rent in Philly this fall just to drive to work and listen to WIP and all those fucking radio stations down there. I like literally they should cancel ESPN the Monday after the first Carson Wentz game. Wentz hurts. I tweeted that earlier today and in 3 seconds somebody goes yeah, he does all the time, bro. Like, hey, Wentz Hurts is it's going to be must-see, t- well, it's going to be you you could watch it TV, <laughs> but the next day is going to be where the must-see TV happens, dude. Hey.
2: No matter holy what. Shit. But what if he goes out and he puts a he 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 just puts up numbers? Even better.
0: Not for me as a Philly fan, yeah, but like even better for the the Monday entertainment. Like, you don't understand, Nate. In that city, yeah, it, it's just incredible. The radio, dude, it's incredible, and I mean that is it's very endearing. Uh, and crazier, then I want
2: crazier than tomorrow with the Ben Simmons thing.
0: Yes, the day after football is king, dude. You know we're watching this Ben Simmons thing right now. He's in street clothes, so whatever. But um, it'll be crazier than that. I mean, think about it. Who's doing a really good job with Stephen A. right now? Is it Mad Dog Russo?
1: Yeah,
0: I love. Russo, and Stephen A. Smith. They should never put anybody else next to Stephen A. Smith again. Those guys should work together forever. They should do a podcast from from like an old folks home. (laughs) Like legitimately never change that pairing. Why are they doing that? Is that going to be a long-term thing?
3: It's just super dynamic. I don't know. Mad Dog talking about how Larry Bird was better than LeBron James was (laughs) – insane and also crazy watchable
0: oh my god dude and they just they're both so incensed by the other the the noise coming from the other person you know and then the noise just gets louder and um they're so impassioned they actually are excited they're not even gonna have to get worked up that day Wentz hurts what's it called a trilogy is but what about when it just happens twice because that's that's all that's happening rematch I don't know, yeah, I guess a rematch. Holy shit. Sequel. That's, yeah. Part Duh. That's gonna be good stuff. And in Washington basically saying, fuck Malik Willis out loud, that's offensive to me because he's right there, guys. He's right there. Future Hall of Famer Malik Willis is right there, dude. And you pay Carson 28 mil. Hey, Carson could win them nine, 10 games. I don't know, I kinda like that offense eventually, law of averages, something goes right. So lastly, Chargers not fucking around, I'll talk to Sheila about that, but absolutely not. Mike Williams, um, you know, Khalil Mack today, for what a lot of people think is not much, but in actuality, he's a bit of an unknown commodity going forward, like you bet on the upside of Khalil Mack getting back to being Khalil Mack, but you know, he's getting older, He's missed some games. Hey, listen, I love it. Burn the ships. Try to win with Justin Herbert. Um, and him and Bosa paired together. Wow. Not fucking around. Guys, sports is back. It's absolutely back. March Madness next week. We've got conference attorneys right now. Baseball. Baseball's back. Baseball's back. Baseball was so excited. And then it got trampled by the Mac trade. Like, a whole league... Like, it was like, guys, we're back. You know, like, and then a tweet from Adam Schefter just turns the whole thing on its head. So um, baseball's back. Evidently, they do free agency coming up here. Um, And then we've got the NCAA tourney. And baseball's back with uh, one new rule, right?
3: Yeah, a couple little changes, but the big one is the universal DH. So no more pitchers hitting in the National League. Which sucks for,
2: so that means no more pitchers hitting at all, right?
0: That's right. Yeah, unless we talked about the unlikely scenarios. Yeah, you could still pitch, I was, hit one league. Yeah, I was but. wondering who the last guy to ever hit was, the last pitcher to ever hit. You know, ooh. You know, and and obviously it was in the World Series, which of course I remember who was oh, in the World Series last year. The Phillies were out early. They didn't actually Dodgers go to the Braves. Dance. Dodgers Braves. Or wait, of
3: course. No, that was the National League. I can't even remember the the World Series. Braves
1: Astros.
0: Cheaters versus chop doers. <laughs> Baseball needed this lockout. Not a good day for Rick and appreciators, like myself. Hey, let's talk to Shiel Kapadia from The Athletic. I really, really like his work, dude. He's a fucking great writer. Peek behind the curtain. I already talked to him. It's a great interview. Guy's cool as shit. Like to have a beer with uh, Shiel.
2: One day, talk football. He could teach me some cap stuff. I don't I don't think you pick any non cool guests. Really? To be honest. That's cool. Just as a A fan of the show. Yeah. I think you do i I'm a people curator. I think you do a real good job. Thank you.
0: Thanks, Nate.
2: A lot of people I don't know. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, for sure. It's good to learn about new things. Who's the the person you didn't know that you were surprised you didn't know? (sighs) Of all the guests that we've had you're into like the back end of like a lot of stuff yeah I like the and back so like end. it wouldn't be like i don't know like if it's a the movie it's not like the the star actor it's like yo like i want to know like, talk part to, of like, that the studio producer
0: part of that though is about booking power you know for sure i can't get will smith but i can get the guy that that uh, that's why I like you. Yeah, that's, that's, I can get that's, the guy that kicked him out of the suite at Candlestick Park in pursuit of happiness. See, that's a I good marketing. marketing. That, is that, that's that guy a good still marketing, alive?
2: Marketing scheme. Been a while. Anyways, speaking of Will Smith, thanks for the compliment. Bra- bravo on the remake of be- of of Prince of Bel Air. Oh, it's good. Bel Air is it is immaculate, bro. It? Yeah, I like it. And I went into it with like such no way this will be good. No way this will be as good as the old Fresh Prince. And you watch one, two episodes, and you're like, yo, this is like a great remake. Like, hands down. It's hard to do that. It's very, very hard to do that. It's hard to do that.
0: Can I admit something? What's that? I didn't watch Fresh Prince really growing up. Never watched that. Didn't watch Saved by the Bell, as I've talked about here. I feel like I
2: missed a lot. Mm, you would you still would, like it. I think. You would love it. I think you. Would, yeah. I think you would love it. He wanted to go back and watch Fresh Prince. He, he went to stab.
0: <laughs> he went to stab. Basically, yeah. Did he really? Surprise! Surprised He <laughs> survived that, dude. That's what I'm saying. This uh, isn't Stanford, bro. <laughs> this is not Stanford. One time, a guy punched me in the side of the head and P, Side of the head.
3: Wait, wait. Didn't side of the
0: apology. head, bro. Punch me in the side of the head. Did
2: you, did you did you deserve it?
0: Yeah, I was being a
2: dick. Oh, you were? Yeah, but he was it wasn't like a little guy or something. We the same size. How funny is this? How about this? When I was in like 3rd, 4th grade, holiday concert, this kid that didn't like like me pushed me off the top riser during like the <laughs> <laughs> like I nothing, saw, like, like like I didn't like I, I didn't get hurt or anything but it was just like during the, the show back. like during the show he turned around and just shoved me so like I fell off
0: tell me <laughs> Al has that on a VHS somewhere Al Collins I don't know okay. but someone might
2: Chris speaking of old camcorders redacted. I, you the saw kid's the, name the, was the, Chris the,
0: too right, yeah well it's it's a thing <laughs> little asshole <laughs> the, the guy from Gonzaga his dad at an old camcorder?
3: Yeah, Chet Holmgren's dad, who was a player for, in his own right back in the 90s. Chet. Yeah, Chet Holmgren is the- Sick uh, name. Yeah, he's a fucking sick basketball player, too. Yeah. He's one of the best prospects I've ever seen.
2: I wonder if he bought it from me. I just sold I just sold an old camcorder on eBay. You think Chet's dad bought F- your camcorder? A, fi- a fire one with the look, the small, you know, like the VHS, the small mini tapes. Yeah, It had the small mini tape in it, <laughs> and they got an actual mini tape in it. No way! Like it was lit. He might have bought it for me. That is lit. It is. I bought it for like seven dollars. Next time you list one, let me know. I got you. Okay, or I could
0: just <laughs> buy it from you in person.
2: No, I know, but no. You said that last time, and I got and I have a Nordic track in my garage now.
0: <laughs> That's bullshit. <laughs> I never wanted that Nordic track. You've been just walking around, floating that Nordic track, hoping it picks up some traction. Nobody in the office wants your Nordic track. You do a great job on eBay, but nobody wants that product. It's not about the the seller. It's about what you're selling now. I didn't post that because I'm not sure. Fucking guy selling a vintage Nordic track. I don't even want a new Nordic track unless you want to sponsor the show. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, All right. Sheil Kapadia. When your business is starting its championship run, nothing matters more than finding and hiring the best team. With Indeed, you have the power to build a dynasty by hiring more MVPs faster. If you're hiring, you need Indeed, because Indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process. Find great talent through time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates with resumes on Indeed that match your job description, and you can invite them to apply right away. Plus, you only pay for quality applications that meet your must-have requirements. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy. Indeed makes it easy to hire great talent. According to Comscore, Indeed is the number one job site worldwide. Start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through March 31st. Go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire to claim your $75 credit before March 31st. Indeed.com slash bluewire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, so this is a treat. Uh, I can honestly say this is somebody I really like reading. Shio Kapadia uh, from The Athletic. I love his stuff. Uh, you know, he also ends up talking about the Eagles a lot. So, you know, we, we definitely uh, we definitely get a lot, of, a lot of good information from him there. Uh, it makes me feel like I'm still uh, hanging around Philly. With some of the intel he's got, but Shiel, how are you, man? This is a crazy couple days.
4: It is. I'm just like keeping my eyes open. What's gonna break next? But no, it's uh, it's good to be here. I, I'm sort of in the mode of like I like the off season as much, if not more, than in season. Like when there's a huge trade, my juices get flowing. Like it, you know, like there's a a competitive game going on. So I do like this time of year.
0: The NFL hasn't figured out. Like, I always say this with the schedule, the league schedule. It's just they, they dangle things, like, in, yes. in such a good kind of succession. Uh, and this week has been nuts, man. It was like, hey, baseball's back. Sorry, Khalil Mack got traded. You know, like, know. baseball, Jeff Passan for two hours was like, this is great. I got my account back. Baseball's not in a lockout anymore. And then Khalil Mack gets traded. And it's a, it's a trade in the NFL for a two and a six, I think it is, and that kind of trade like stops traffic. And that's why the NFL is so great.
3: Yes.
4: It, feel, it almost feels like they're waiting sometimes, doesn't it? They're like, all right, you know, these other sports think they got something big going on. We're just going to come over the top. They just get sort of greedier and greedier no every year. They move the Super Bowl back. And now it's like, yeah, the time between Super Bowl and what's happening this week. I mean, what it, it felt like a week. There was a mm-hmm. combine in between there. So um, I, I don't blame them. They're, they're making money. They're doing everything they can.
0: And this is a hell of a week to, like, I, I, I've been telling people like, I quit Twitter on my phone a few weeks ago, and then this week I've completely relapsed because of NFL news. So yeah, I just want to admit that to the listeners who know <laughs> about this, like, personal point of pride with me. Okay, so, Shil, we're looking at, you know, the breaking news. I, have, I want to talk quarterbacks and all that stuff, but, like, as I'm rolling up to the studio, we got Khalil Mack leaving the Bears and headed down there to, uh, to be the bookend to one Joey Bosa. And these are two guys to me that have, like Joey had a quietly solid season last year, but you know his brother got a lot of shine, rightfully so. He was hurt some. This is a guy who's looking for a great rebound kind of season, and so is Khalil Mack. I'm really interested in seeing them rush, but I also don't think anybody really glaringly lost this trade. What do you say?
4: I'm with you. I I was just typing up my uh, piece for the athletic before uh, we hopped on here. And that was my conclusion. I think it's reasonable from both perspectives. You know, I think the bears will get crushed a little bit because anytime you're the team trading like, you know, the the superstar player, uh, you're going to get some criticism. But to me, like, The bills are the example of how to kind of rebuild when you have a new GM and a new coach. And what they did at that time was they were like, step number one, get out of this cap hell, shed salary so that we can actually make some moves. Step two was surround your quarterback, your young quarterback with a good offensive line. Pass catching weapons. And I think the Bears are are like in a similar spot. Like their roster's a mess. You know, they they inherited uh, a very bad team. And so I think they've got to make moves like this. It puts them in better cap space for the next uh, two years. And also they get a second round pick in return. So like it's not going to be a quick fix there for Chicago, but I, I think it's a reasonable move to make. And then what you just said, it's kind of the opposite with the Chargers, where they're like, hey, we've got the superstar quarterback on a rookie deal. Let's go right now. Let's compete next year let's try to win a super bowl and so max the guy brandon staley knows from their time together in chicago you pair him with joey bosa like you mentioned you're you're facing Mahomes, russell wilson Derek carr six times a year like you have to have you have to find some type of way to affect those guys so to me it's uh it's one of those rare moves where you look at it and you're like no one got fleeced i can see it from both perspectives um it's kind of a move i would have made if i were either one of these teams
0: yeah, and I think Joey's been missing Melvin Ingram. I mean, I think he's been missing like a really dependable, solid bookend. And you get more than that with a healthy Khalil Mack. But to note for people who are thinking that the Bears got fleeced, like not only do you have to pay him, but he hasn't he hasn't played a a, a ton of healthy football at a high level over the last couple of years. Um, do I think you can get that out of him in LA? You have to try. It's one of those things. It's like these two teams are after different things. And like the the things that happen this week kind of instruct what you do going forward. You know, like Aaron Rodgers signed in Green Bay. You know, I watched a 90 year old Bears fan get the news that he may or may not see his team ever win a division title again. Like, Gosh. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> there's nothing to do in the next year or two for Chicago other than surround Justin Fields with the right talent and develop him responsibly. And on the other hand, not enough teams actually maximize rookie quarterbacks' windows. And I think that's the thing that anybody who loves watching Justin Herbert play Count like the entirety of America in that club wants to see them do the most to maximize this kid. And I think it's awesome. I think it's great. And I think, you know, like, I don't know how you feel about this, Shield, but I don't think a a great pass rusher can make a bad team good. I think a good pass rusher, a great pass rusher can make a good team great. And I think that's what we're talking about down there in LA. And so I think this is perfect for both teams. So we agree it's a win win because you called it a rare win win. And and my segue was going to be, well, what about the other win win? and Russell to Denver, and Seattle getting a whole bunch of picks, and hitting the reset button. Seattle's gotten killed this week, which is predictable, because I want to go back and say this, and I said this in the beginning of my media career, I was like, I don't know, pump the brakes on the Bears killed the Raiders in this Mac trade. So we can put that to bed now, that the, the Bears didn't, you know, the Bears can't stomp on um gruden and and uh and mayox grave on this one they had to ship him out so they've kind of lost that trade in a way with seattle so i mean i think it's it's interesting seattle's getting crushed this week and on the surface as you pointed out earlier anytime you trade a star player like you're gonna get crushed but they got a bunch for for russ and it doesn't feel like that was working anymore there what say you
4: yeah, I'm on the opposite side uh, of this one. I, I was in the crowd crushing him uh, this week. And the reason is you just look around the league and look what teams are willing to do to get the quarterback, whether it's Sam Darnold or the 49ers moving up to the third pick. Like, this is the chase. This is what every team who doesn't have one, it's like, unless you, you know, it can make up for all the flaws on your roster and when you don't have one, priority one is to find one. So I'm not saying Russ has been, you know, like a top five guy the last couple of years. I, I think he's been uh, up and down. But at the same time, you know, he's not that old and you have him there. And now he just opened up this gaping hole. And if you look at the Seahawks, you know, I'm I'm kind of with you. I watched them last year and I go, This is stale. They got to do something to shake it up. They're not in the mix. If you look at some of the advanced, you know, numbers on it, they were two and five in one score games. Russell Wilson missed three games. Uh, if you like some of the advanced metrics like football outsiders, DVOA, they were eighth in DVOA, which is really good. You know, that suggests you're kind you're kind of in the mix there. And so to me, I'm looking at the NFC going, Sean Payton's out of here, Tom Brady's out of here. Yeah. Uh You know, we can kind of run this back next year and be competitive. And so I think Seattle was kind of fed up with, you know, a lot of the stuff that surrounds Wilson, whether it's his camp, his agent complaining about the offense and those kinds of things. And I I get all that. It's been a long marriage and it's sometime, you know, you're kind of going to have to make a clean break. But at the same time, I go back to the Don Draper meme. Uh, That's what the money's for, you know, Pete, John, like Mm -hmm. you got to work through some of these tough situations. And so to me, it would have made more sense a year From now you know run it back talk to them say listen we know you're not loving this we're not loving this but we got a chance here we've been together a long time let's make a run at it in 2022 if it doesn't work out guess what You're entering the final year of your deal next offseason, and we can make a move then. Like to me, this deal would have been on the table next offseason. I mean, people are saying maybe no, it wouldn't have been. I mean, he would have had to suffer like a you know career-altering injury for them to not have been able to do a very similar deal next offseason. So to me, it just opens up like a huge hole for you if you're the Seahawks. Now you're chasing quarterback look at their roster I mean like the roster is not good like they might be one of the worst teams in the NFL and next that, season and so that's, I think they rushed into that's it.
0: part of from my standpoint like looking at things very realistically when a team doesn't have a chance to win the whole thing I'm kind of like all right well let's let's I, I am a little bit apt to go hey let's scrap this thing hey listen I think for Denver it's a slam dunk I mean like when you look at all the factors hey, this is the price of admission. This is the going rate in the AFC West, number one. Number two, this has been a pattern. You saw it with Tom. You've seen it with now Matt Stafford, veteran QBs changing teams and it actually working out. You don't have to look any further than Peyton Manning and Peyton Manning didn't play that well there. I mean, he did not stretches, but like Russell Wilson is an entirely different player. But I do think in Seattle, if you watch those games and like I agree with you, They weren't as bad as the record showed and that sort of thing. But even when they were good like two, three years ago and they went up to Green Bay and lost in the playoffs, you were like, this team is, they feel close sometimes, but they're actually like really far in some ways. And so I think if I'm a Seattle fan, part of me after the sting, maybe I'm saying, hey, at least we start over. Um, But in Denver, I think this this was a must do. So I totally get it anything less than this says you're not serious about winning. And now the AFC West rushers have got to deal with chasing Russ at altitude and that sort of thing. Uh, You've got a running back there in Denver. That's the best guy he's handed the ball off to since Marshawn Lynch and Williams. So uh, Cowboy Reed's excited. Our producer is a big Broncos fan. I I can feel the excitement from behind the machine. So I totally get it. And another thing is I don't, like, this guy is a very, he's legacy-minded, he's, legacy he's records-minded, like, he, he wants the yeah. numbers, like, he can act like he doesn't, but this is a division where you got to score 30 points to win games. Like, yeah. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're yeah. going to have to. So this works on every level for Russell Wilson.
4: Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, he definitely cares about the, uh, about his legacy. And I think that was a lot of the back and forth going on there where, you know, Pete Carroll saying, we're going to run the football, not turn it over. And Russ yep. is saying, I'm watching all these other quarterbacks, you know, and they're doing things that I believe I can do. So I think it's a fun, it's, I love when these things happen. Cause it's like, all right, well, we're going to f- kind of find out who's right. Cause he's not like 38. I mean, no. if he's the guy he thinks he is, he should be putting up monster numbers in Denver. I mean, there's no guarantee. It's a tough division a tough conference like you mentioned but he should really you know there's no excuse kind of for him there to not be putting up monster numbers and showing he's the guy uh that he thinks he is so yeah i like it from the broncos perspective i mean this is what you're waiting for you assemble the roster you accumulate the assets and then when it's time to pounce like you got to pounce on one of these guys whether it's the draft or a trade and so uh their fan base has reason to be fired when you look at i was looking at a list their uh, quarterback since Peyton Manning yes. left. And it's just like, oh my God, it's, it made it even a bigger no-brainer. Oh, yeah. it's huge.
0: I mean, like the guy that's been making decisions for a long time. I mean, like, honestly, if you think back to the last guy they had, that they were like, hey, this is our guy for five years. Like, we know that. Like, even with Peyton, you knew it was year to year, and you knew you had to play great historic defense to win a Super Bowl. I mean, like, being honest, before yeah. that, I mean, it's been since, like, I, mean, I remember playing Kyle Orton and thinking oh, that's a guy that could be there a few years. Uh, before that, it's, it's Jake Plummer. But it's a long time since they've had a guy that you're going to say, hey, listen, we project this guy's going to be here five years or maybe play at his career. And that's an awesome thing to have for them. So I, I just wonder how much of it is actually because of the not resetting with Pete Carroll, you know, not resetting upstairs and doing the reset at the same time. And then also the guy that's made the pick. If this were somebody else who we trusted to make picks, if this were an organization we trusted to draft well, maybe people are looking at this a little bit, you know, with, with cooler heads. But I totally get it. The only guy they've drafted that's been worth anything that I can remember in the last couple of years is DK Metcalf. And that, to Russ, feels like a burdensome relationship sometimes. Like, it does not feel yeah. easy to figure out how to get the ball to DK Metcalf.
4: Yeah, yeah, that was glaring. Last that was a weird thing uh last year for sure. It, it's it's a good example of how like draft we say this person's a good drafter and this person's a bad drafter like there's so much randomness and luck involved. I yeah. mean, I was covering them uh 2015 and 2016. I was in Seattle and they were coming off that uh run of like, you know, their whole team had been drafted from 2010 to 2012. I mean, you're yeah. talking about like a handful of future Hall of Famers, Russ, Earl Thomas, Cam Chancellor, Richard Sherman, just like this is the best, you know, these are the best drafts like the league has ever seen. And now you're five years later. And so uh, it just kind of speaks to that where you do your work, you take some swings. Uh, volume is a good thing to have because you're you're not going to hit on all of them. And like that trust, that confidence can really erode year to year.
0: No question. And it can, it's like, you know, quarterbacks nowadays, they, they're right to hold GMs and front offices accountable for not performing upstairs. I mean, you hold players accountable for not performing downstairs and now with a little bit more player mobility and like a voice, like guys can actually hold, you know, their front offices accountable and I don't blame them. And you know what the most interesting thing is, this whole week is different if Jamal Adams doesn't happen last year. Like, Great point. Like this whole week, (laughs) Jamal Adams is the butterfly effect in this whole thing. If Seattle is not in a position where they don't feel like, hey, I can't dig myself out of this hole, they don't maybe make this trade and they do what you're talking about. So Jamal Adams, who thought he was going to a party that everybody was at, it emptied out and he's the only guy by the keg now. I mean, he spent his whole night in a cab, like didn't get the party and it's, it's pretty lonely in Seattle. So pretty interesting there, Jamal Adams, really good player, but was he worth it? And, and Joe Douglas took a lot of shit for that and that's certainly another side of the bet, but it's interesting. Okay, so Seattle doesn't know what they're doing Would you have a guess at this point at quarterback with them? I mean, I've heard Deshaun Watson. If if that whole shoe drops, then it makes a lot of sense. You get eight years younger, that Russell magic that's kind of dried up with the extension of plays. You get that in a Deshaun Watson. Is there any chance of Deshaun Watson playing this year? Could it be Seattle?
4: Yeah. Yeah. The Watson thing's hanging over a lot of teams, uh, right now. And we'll see what happens with that situation. There's just so much unknown that to me, it's like, if you're making this move and you're, you know, your plan is Deshaun Watson, like, you know, you probably could have waited a little bit to see, you yeah, should, sure. yeah, <laughs> yeah. should make sure information that you should make sure just relax a few weeks. here. But you're right. I mean, yeah, if they, if he's cleared or whatever, if he's playing in the league and they're comfortable with it, and he's their quarterback, then, you know, on field, you have a little bit of a solution there. But to me, I mean, beyond that, uh, I don't see a great, great solution. You know, it's like they're going to take some swings here and they're going to figure it out. But like that roster, I mean, they have nothing at offensive tackle. They've got nothing at edge rusher. They've got no cornerbacks. I mean, they've they've got those two wide receivers you mentioned and a whole lot of nothing. And so sometimes you find out that the quarterback can make up for a lot of those mistakes. You made a lot of the, a lot of the flaws you had on the roster. And when you plug in like a replacement level guy or right now they don't even have a, you know, a replacement level guy, uh, they would have a below average quarterback like it could get really ugly uh fast so to me you know maybe they're looking at it as like a two-year thing yeah. while,
0: while they keep their eyes on Watson sneaky sneaky like uh, candidate for one of the worst records in the in the league like yeah. all of a sudden I don't know what their Super Bowl odds were you know a couple days ago but they're obviously much different and interestingly enough the commanders odds have not changed they've actually gotten worse we'll <laughs> talk about that in a couple of minutes but the, the Seattle we don't know who the fuck's gonna be the quarterback there That's fun. Uh, The Vikings, you're talking about Kirk Cousins. He's been rumored to be kind of on the block. Uh, Indy's been mentioned. Is this purely a reset year for them? Because I would reset if I were Minnesota. And, and like, you know, what could you get for, for Kirk Cousins?
4: Yeah, I, I would reset as well. I mean, he's in the last year of his deal. So it's like if you want to clear up cap space, there are two ways to do it. One is to extend him and you know bring the number down so you can make some moves this offseason. And the other is to trade him. Now He's due thirty-five million this year, and so like you know, forty-eight hours ago, I would have said no one is trading anything for Kirk Cousins making thirty-five million dollars this year, and then Washington just traded for Carson Wentz making twenty eight million. So I'm gonna back, I'm gonna be yeah. in that never say never mode here and back off
0: that. Take, yeah, it's like uh, yeah, a it's like bit. finding you know cheap gasoline right now. Like that's what <laughs> yeah. finding quarterbacks is. Like people are just yeah. like fuck it, we'll take them. I mean, but I mean the Colts I just mentioned they got seventy million cap space. You know their play-action game might look different. I like, it, I, Kirk is is got to be in the right offense, that sort of thing. But from a Minnesota standpoint, I really do like. Hey, take the year you've got a bunch of starters to replace. You know you could bring Teddy back. I know you you had said in your column that you like Teddy elsewhere, but you could bring Teddy back. Yeah, Have a fan favorite year. Uh yeah. sell some tickets in a bad division outside of Green Bay and see what's what. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what they do.
4: Yeah. I mean, my thing at quarterback right now is like, you look around the league and I feel like competency is, is it has never been easier to achieve. You know, you look right. at like most teams and you could be like, you know what, they could get to nine and eight with this guy and make the playoffs. And I do feel like when I was, uh, I think we're around the similar age, like when I was growing up, it wasn't that way. I mean, you would just look at like, eight, 10 teams a year and be like, they've got absolutely no chance with this guy. And so to me, you don't want to chase that competency and give up big assets and pay like, like you just said, I mean, do you want to pay uh 35 mil- Kirk Cousins is better than Teddy Bridgewater, but do you want to pay Kirk Cousins $35 million a year when you're going to be facing the Josh Allens and the Patrick Mahomes and the Justin Herberts of the world? Or do you want to just chill and pay Teddy Bridgewater yeah, 10 million yeah, and say time. like, let's let, let's buy our time. Let's look in the draft. Let's be ready. Get some draft assets. If there's, if Kyler Murray's available next off season, we'll be ready for that. You know, like yeah. you just have to swing on upside. Because to me, like the mediocre to slightly above average group, I'm sure it's tempting because job security matters, as you know, with the GMs and yeah. coaches, like it's not just about long-term stuff. Uh, but to me, the competency doesn't matter the same as it used to. So just like chill when you invest in a, in a lot for a competent guy.
0: You said an interesting thing. It was like, look out for desperate GMs and desperate coaches. And so like, if I'm selling a the Kirk Cousins pack, like who's desperate enough right now like who yeah. who are the most desperate coaches and gms right now in football
4: I'd be going. Hey, Matt Rule. I know I just called you an hour ago. Uh, I don't mean to be annoying here, but yeah. just wanted to check in again. Oh, an hour later. Hey, hey, Matt. Yeah, uh, Sheila again. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, come on. They're um, they're in a situation where like the owner is pissed. The coaches. I mean, they've just made baffling move after baffling move. If I'm if I'm any GM with any quarterback who's worth anything, I am calling the Panthers over and over and over again.
0: That's the home of Malik Willis. Uh, come April so I, I don't know if we, we could patch- save them. no it's Kenny Pickett actually Kenny Pickett okay. because Kenny Pickett he had committed to Temple and decommitted and ended up at Pitt Matt Rule loves quarterbacks and probably loves uh, irony so uh, I think Kenny Pickett's the guy but yeah I would be calling Matt Rule I would be calling anybody and certainly I'd be calling Indy who you've got a guy in, in Chris Ballard who, who, who said it outright, and I love this. It's like you t- keep taking a swing at these quarterbacks until you get that position right. It just doesn't matter. Like your yes. lifeline is only as, as good as the quarterbacks you have under center. And I think for him, you know, maybe he considers Kirk Cousins. I don't know. Let's talk about Indy and that Washington trade. Okay. So I kind of have an idea of how you feel like the trade went. Uh, not so good for Washington. I actually outside the salary don't have a huge issue with the picks, but, you know, again, I'm a football player, so, like, I've sat in locker rooms where I was like, man, it'd be nice if we had a quarterback. I don't care who it is. So maybe yeah. I'm a little biased, you know? Like, if for an organization, yeah, take the year off. Don't chase Carson Wentz for at $28 million. Is this a miracle for Indianapolis? And I kind of worry about Frank Reich keeping that locker room. You know, like, I know he's so well-respected, but... For you to put your nuts on the line like this and for it to just go so badly that you run out of the building and say, get him out of here. That's what it sounds like, week 15. Are they gonna be okay? Do they have a plan?
4: Yeah. I mean, I, I've never seen like an owner uh, that clear about how much he was just like, I'm not, you know, I'm done with this guy. Like, you know, uh, you you guys uh, told me one thing. I got something else. We're moving on. I don't care if we have to take, you know, 15 million dollars and we just release him. I mean, that seemed to me really uh, to be owner driven to yeah. a large degree. But even with Reich, I mean, this time last year, I'm telling anyone who would listen, "Hey, Reich has been Wentz's biggest fan from the time the Eagles drafted him yeah. until now." And like, you know, if anyone can make it work, it's going to be Frank Reich. And so, if I'm if you're Washington, don't you look at that and go, "Wait, that guy's giving up on him?" Exactly. after a year. And like, you're selling yourself that we are going to be able to get a better version of Carson Wentz than they did in Indianapolis than Doug Peterson did in Philadelphia. Like, I mean, yeah. I, I don't know how you have that kind of confidence uh, when you see how the guy's career has played out. So I, I hear what you're saying totally about like, it's easy for me to sit up here and say, Hey, take the long view. Um, but you know, when you're a player, when you're a coach, you're like, I'll shoot. take
0: 10 and I'll take getting in the dance. I'll take exactly. 10 and 7, NFC it is. East. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're like, Let, right, you're
4: like go with it, but to me, it's just like to convince yourself If Carson Wentz were released yeah. and you signed him, I'd be like, yeah, yes. fine, go ahead, take a flyer, maybe. But to give up two picks and yeah. then to pay the whole twenty eight million dollars
0: to part. me, the twenty eight million yeah. is what gets me. It's like, right. damn, dude, I know there was no other way, and it's really interesting because Washington is a team that I think of as like having great like veteran leadership. I don't think of Washington as being like a, a locker room that, hey, all your good players are young. Some of them are fighting on the sideline. Like yeah. you, have a, you have a coach like Ron who can handle anything, but you need leaders in that locker room. And Carson at this point, and I have defended him before because I never had an issue with Carson and I think he's a good person. Being a good person isn't enough in an NFL locker room sometimes. And I think that's what we've seen is, is played out is like, I've never heard of Carson doing anything really bad or, you know, like uh, bad character stuff. Never seen it. In fact, the story that I heard the other day, the reports of him uh, lamenting us playing well down the stretch in the, in the training room, never heard that in my life. Doesn't mean it didn't happen. Maybe the injured guys kept that under wraps pretty well. They kept that in-house, which is unthinkable. But Carson is not the leader that's going to turn around a franchise that lacks it. And I think that's the biggest concern for me with Washington is like his, his level of play is one thing. And I think sometimes we go into this thing with confirmation bias of Carson kind of sucks as a guy. And then the year plays out and we're like, that's why they're moving on from. No, they're moving on from because he didn't play that well. Yeah. Like, if you watch Carson last year, don't read me statistics. And I'm, I'm a guy who considers Carson a friend and everything. But he did not play well. End of the Tennessee game always sticks out to me. You know, the New England game where you beat the Patriots and you get this monkey off your back and you feel like, yeah, we kicked their ass. Like that's the gold standard, especially the way New England was playing that. that and you can't even enjoy it because your quarterback has like a five rating. You, you, you lay an egg in Jacksonville, evidently three weeks after Ursay and Reich of all people are ready to trade you. Like he did not play well. And I really think if he'd have played well, we wouldn't hear anything about Carson the person. You look past it. But in Washington, man, you need leadership. You need somebody that can command the huddle. You got young players yeah, I like Scott Turner. I like McLaurin. I like lo- I love Gibson. I love a lot of their skill guys, but you need more than just good players. You need you need leadership there. So that part of it I don't really get.
4: Yeah, and Ballard, uh, you know, had said he was you know, he he seems to be a guy who he just kind of says what he thinks during the when he's at when he's asked about these guys and At the combine, he was saying that like a quarterback needs to be able to accept like criticism and responsibility. And he's like, as a GM, you know, when you guys rip me, if it's fair, I'm like, great. If it's, you know, I accept it. If it's not, then I shut it out. But like for him to be saying that in Indy, I mean, Indy, you know, I don't think Indy is like a market that's notoriously tough, uh, on their quarterback. So you said it, I mean, Washington is like a directionless, you know, owners, worst owner, uh, in all of professional sports, you're going into a situation that hasn't had any success. In the yeah. last what twenty five years, and now he's gonna like come in uh, and rescue you. Yeah, I totally agree with what you said about you know like the character stuff. I mean, if he's out there tearing it up, like every, you know, tears pl- pl- Life is
0: good. Life I, is good. I right? got I got unnecessarily kind of hung up on the lack, like you know, I ignored as a teammate sometimes his deficiencies that were being explained to me because I didn't expect anything more out of a quarterback, which I should. You know, like at that point in my career, I'm an older player, I'm a leader, like what the fuck do I need Carson Wentz to bring me along for? So you know what I mean, like, is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? Do I hate playing with him? All those questions were easily answered. And sometimes I get more annoyed by the worst people I've played with never getting any negative attention, but heavy is the head that wears the crown with a quarterback, so whatever it is with Carson, and a lot of my listeners know we've gone back and forth on this, I will concede evidently that I was wrong about the guy. Um, because at this point Frank Reich has conceded that he was wrong about the guy. Because if there's anybody, as you mentioned, Shield, that yeah. was gonna like say, hey, like this is my guy, and it sounds like he did for a while and couldn't keep that shtick going, it's Frank. And Frank ran out of the building by week 15, it sounds like, I was like, nah, this is not the guy I know. Which is also evidence to this guy changing. I mean, a lot has happened since he tore his ACL. I mean, he was on top of the world one October, and then six months later, his backup has a statue and the entire city of Philadelphia hates him. So things have only gotten worse and worse. This is his last shot. I thought Indy was his last shot. This is absolutely his last shot. And you said Commanders has got a D and the Colts got a B plus. So it could have been worse with the Commanders. I could have got an F or something.
4: The Colts is a tough one because I never know whether do you evaluate just this move in a vacuum. You know, if you're telling me on this date in March, you get a third and a second potentially for Wentz and you don't pay any of your salary. That's a win. Obviously you got to zoom out and say, yeah. shoot the last year has been a disaster for them. You gave up a first to get him and you have no solution at quarterback. So I never know quite how to, uh, how yeah. to do those, but you know, you're not throwing a parade if you're the Colts uh, tomorrow morning, uh, with, with where you are. So that that's gotta be
0: said. for The sure. Ballard and Reich ride home from dinner, so to speak is just awkward <laughs> as fuck after this year. I mean, like, Frank, with the biggest I promise, it'll be okay. And, like, it just wasn't. And, you know, like like I said, this year is going to be a big rebound year for Frank Reich. And I think he's got it in him. But even the greatest leaders and coaches have soft spots for people and players. And I think that's kind of what happened this year. And Carson got over on him. Not saying he did that on purpose, but the locker room sees it. And they say, like, hey, we don't need that shit. And you vouch for him. And he wasn't awesome. So... I'm looking at uh, at Howie Roseman in this thing and he comes out smelling pretty rosy. I mean, he really does. I mean, you, you talk about everything that he got for Carson and the two turned into a one and the whole thing. And, uh, you know, rumoring to have been trading for Russell Wilson I don't think that wrecks Jalen Hurts' confidence. I think the Eagles have a pretty good, exciting situation here. So any Eagles fans listening, you got Devontae Smith out of the three that you got out of that deal. You're picking 16 this year. You look pretty good, but you got to play Carson twice this year. So that should be a lot of fucking fun. First game yeah, I, I,
4: I, yeah, I mean, I, that, uh, that that is going to be something. I mean, <laughs> he definitely, I, I think one of Howie Roseman's strengths is maximizing compensation yeah. in these trades. Now, I will say this, and my understanding is that that wasn't a situation where the Eagles said, We want to trade Carson Wentz, you know, right. after that disastrous 2020. That was a situation where Wentz said, I need a fresh start. Let's here. move on. And so there's like another scenario where, you know, I think the Eagles' preference at that time, and it sounds so crazy to say, but stuff changes so quickly. At that point in time after 2020, the Eagles wanted Carson Wentz to be like, last year sucked, but let's go. I'm ready. Let's put it behind us and move forward together. If he would have said that, they would have been like, let's go. We've invested so much in you. We believe in you. Let's do it. He didn't say that. And so they were kind of like, if he doesn't want to be here and we're not sure about it, then we will trade him. Now, again, luck, randomness plays yeah. a big role in this. So given that information, they absolutely maximize uh, compensation for him. And I think you're right. I think Hertz is wired differently too. I mean, yeah. I, I, don't know, I don't know what your take is on this. I'm always like baffled that like, you know, high school, college, like football players are competing for every single thing, playing time. Right. Positions. And then it gets to the NFL and everyone's like so worried about, you know, how much a guy is going to be affected by someone else coming in. And like, I don't know, I feel like Hertz might still have that college mentality where he's like, shoot, bring someone else in. I'm used to this, but I, I don't know. I guess it well, is it different? Is it different? I, think, I
0: think it's easier when you're the guy chasing the rabbit, you okay. know, like so for Hertz, you know, he's the guy with less pressure on him. Like if Hertz doesn't succeed, you know, in his first spot start, nobody freaks out. I mean, he was abhorrent before they pulled him in the Washington game and Tank Gate there, the second half of that week 17, back when we had week 17s that ended the season. He's had really ups and downs. I mean, he's been, it hasn't been perfect, but people love him because he plays hard. He's quiet. He's humble. He's a Philly kind of guy. And he's also the underdog. I mean, Carson was the guy who was given so much. And I think... When you're in a competitive situation, you're the guy that's being paid more, and you're the guy that's supposed to be, you know. Like I can remember when I was in St. Louis, and I was hurt at the end. The more competition that came in, and it was actually my best friend William Hayes who was like, who was breathing down my neck all the time. Like that's hard. It's easy to be William Hayes, you know. It's it's harder to be the guy that's like, hey, you're supposed to be the starter. Why is this guy playing just as well as you? And I do think the competition can show up there. I got another funny one, and I told this one. When Derek Barnett got drafted, dude, I had gone to Germany. It was right after I, I signed with the Eagles, and um, I, I was told, <laughs> maybe it was lost in translation, they weren't going to really draft anybody. And when you're older, that matters, because your age is always, it, it works against you. They're trying to get younger, trying to a known commodity versus something that we can make great. So I go to Germany to get Stem Cell, because I'm old. And with the time difference, the draft is on at three, four in the morning. So I wake up to take a leak four in the morning, Germany time. I have a hundred text messages from friends like, oh, fuck, what does this mean? (laughs) They drafted Derek Barnett in the middle of the first round. I mean, I was told nobody. And that sucked because you know what you're up against. So competition in the NFL is only tough because of the politics of it and the perception of the fans. But we live to compete. Uh, And Carson and other quarterbacks, I think, uh, you know, That's the attitude they have to have, and he hasn't always had that, and that sucks for him, but...
4: That bar, that that Barnett story is so funny because I wouldn't expect you to remember this, but when I came back to Philly to cover the Eagles, yeah. uh, I think the first time I spoke to you and introduced myself, uh, it was because I was working on the story about, about Barnett. Barnett. So I'm asking now, I feel like a dick. I'm sitting here asking you, the you're like, all right, they brought the... but no, hey, I love ta- the kid. You were
0: you were talking to Mob. You're I talking love the about kid. His ankle
4: flexion. Oh, his ankle men. flexion. And see, so, yeah, the guys absolutely. got great. That's
0: something I I, I barely ever yeah. had. Um, <laughs> but I love the kid. And by the way, an under the radar free agent this year that you could that you know he can make you better I think Derek Barnett he had if you're into win rate and that sort of thing he had a really good win rate this year he's disruptive he's a good teammate uh but he's not the guy that they wanted him to be there in the middle of the first so let's talk about free agents just a couple scatter shoot kind of questions here why would the Patriots let JC Jackson go like is there like is that a red flag for people because I don't fully subscribe to the hey if it didn't work in New England it doesn't work anywhere kind of thing but people yeah. do and it's scary.
4: Yeah, I I don't have a great answer for it. I mean, he's 26 years old, he plays a premium position, like they've you know, they paid Stefan Gilmore as a free agent. He's been so productive, 22 interceptions over the past 3 seasons. I mean, I guess it's just a matter of team building and we don't want to sink Whatever it's going to be, 19 million dollars a year uh, into him, but I, I don't know. I'm always like, ultimately, you got to spend the money somewhere. And when you have great players who are sort of in their prime at premium positions, you have to pay them. So I, I, you know, if I'm another team, I would look at it a little bit, and and I think that's always a smart thing to do in free agency. Wait, why is that other team letting this guy go? Like, if it seems too good yeah. to be true, it may maybe it is. Sometimes there's just a valid reason for it, but uh, I don't have a good answer for it. And they really could have tagged him. Uh, I think what have been around 17 million and kept him for a year and they didn't do that either. So, uh, you know, it, it certainly is a bit of a head scratcher for sure.
0: And then the, them letting Van Noy walk and telling, you know, Kyle to, to, you know, uh, hit the market. I, I feel like this might mean their defense is going to change. I really do. Interesting. I do. I, I, I think Kyle is such a consummate, like Patriots second level player. He's so instinctive. He runs games. Well, he covers well enough. He does everything well enough. You know what I mean? He's just such a nice Swiss Army knife piece, and he's their kind of guy. And, like, you know, you love something, you know, let it go, and then if it comes back and all that bullshit, like, that's what happened. And, you know, I thought he was going to be there for a while this time around, but I do think maybe they want to get younger, and I think their defense might change a little bit. And I don't know how that that factors into the J.C. Jackson situation, but I would, hey, look for Bill to Tinker with some things because it just doesn't yeah. add up. Um,
4: maybe, 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 yeah, that's a great point. Maybe they're like, we're not going to play, be one of the most man coverage heavy teams in the NFL anymore. Maybe he knows that's coming. If that's the case, then yeah, maybe then you don't. Why? Pay a yeah, then why? 19 yeah, 19 million. Then, yeah, then we, why? Yeah, yeah, that's
0: true. So I saw this. I was reading an article earlier, looking at Brandon Sheriff and uh, an possible destination. Before I could scroll down and see that they had him pegged to go to Cincy. That's exactly where I think he should go. Any reason we we shouldn't see Brandon Sheriff and Cincy? They got 35 million in cap space. I think. You've got to lock down the interior of that offensive line. I know tackle's important and everything, but Tom Brady is a guy who reminds me, or Joe Burrow reminds me of Tom Brady. I got killed for saying that early in the fall because of his pocket mobility and his kind of style. You know, you need inside help, and I think that's what they need there. Is there a better fit? Do you like that fit?
4: Yeah. My only concerns with Sheriff is has missed 14 games over the past three seasons and he's 30 years old and he's going to get paid top of the market, which is probably, you know, 16 million or more per year. So if I'm the Bengals, you know, do I want to do that? Or do you want to sign somebody like austin corbett you know there are other guards available who might be less expensive focus on durability you know the chiefs with joe tooney last year i thought it was really interesting they made him like i don't think anyone thought of him as like the best guard in the nfl but the guy had never missed a game oh yeah it's like in free agency you're just like you know that that's something you look at so uh, i had corbett i I do think right guard they've got to add somebody i was wondering maybe sheriff and uh Jacksonville, uh, with Doug Peterson, you know, they've got to shore up the offensive line. They could lose a guard,
0: uh, there as well. It's funny Corbett being on the move. And and I, I don't hate that at all. Like Roger Saffold became available today. Maybe you could see a reunion there in LA the first time around when he left, I don't think they recovered for quite a little bit. Let's, let's look at the honey badger best fit for him.
4: I, this one I can just picture. You know, sometimes you look at a guy and you can just see him in the other team's uniform. I can picture him in that Baltimore Ravens secondary. Yeah with Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey, just being, you know, kind of just a bunch of assholes. Yeah, yeah. that's what you gotta have in the secondary. uh, Yeah, annoying to play with. Um, So I I feel like Matthew is the guy that every fan base, every front office is like, let's go get this guy. You know, there's always one player like that. So I think there are a lot of teams that would love to have him, but uh, if the Ravens are gonna make a splash, I could see him being, being a really nice fit there and him kind of enjoying being in that mix.
0: Well, you talk about a team that's gotta make a lot of Splashes. I mean, I, I look at their roster, and I don't know if everybody shares this opinion, but I think they need a whole lot, especially defensively. It's amazing how, how much work they have to do. And, and um, you know, it's, it just makes you think. It's like, you know, what is their clock? One guy that's really interesting to me, and I can't help it because I really like him as a player, Randy Gregory. Like, Randy Gregory could end up making somebody really fucking happy or it might not work out like in August. So that's the kind of thing it is. Uh, Where do you land on Randy Gregory and his market value?
4: Yeah, I I think you nailed it. Ultimate boomer bust type guy. I mean, if he's healthy, you're talking about like unbelievable edge rusher can change your entire pass rush. But man, I would be kind of you know, risk averse with just because he hasn't played a lot. I mean, you know, even last year, uh, played 12 games, 2020, he was a rotational player. Like he had some flashes, but Mm -hmm. he wasn't playing every snap and 2019 he was out of football. So, I mean, he's played more than 12 games once in his entire career. I think he's coming off a knee surgery, 29 years old. So, I mean, you're taking a gamble. There's upside there. Uh, I would, you know, probably be a little cautious.
0: That is unbelievable. The guy i I feel like uh I feel like he's young because I haven't seen him play a lot, you know right. it's just and he's so talented he sure doesn't look thirty and then you know the last question I have for you on defense here, Bobby Wagner i mean like where does he end up? I didn't key in on him as much as I should have last year. I know he doesn't look like he always did um what's he got left in the tank, and where do you think he fits
4: yeah, I think definitely in like the decline phase of his career, but you know, man, in terms of a guy who's just going to show up every week, he still had 170 tackles. I know that's not everything, uh, but if you're playing zone coverage and he doesn't have to, you know, match carry carry that tight end or or whatever uh, on the over route and do those types of things and you have a type of scheme um, where he can be effective, I would still, you know, have certainly some interest in him. Uh, I don't know where he ends up. It it almost feels like it's got to be a contending team. I still think he's going to get a nice deal. Like, I mean, there were linebackers like Blake Martinez of the Giants is getting over 10 million a year. So I would think he Wagner, for even though him. he's 32. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm with you. Um, he's going to at least be like in that neighborhood a minimum. I mean, I don't know. Does a team like uh, Could the Chargers, their run defense was bad last year? Could oh, that make sense?
0: But I know Bill likes him. There's no way Bill doesn't watch his okay. tape. And, like, and we were just talking about a possible shakeup there. Like, Maybe the scheme changes a little bit. You yeah. said it. If they're playing more zone, I just feel like Bobby Wagner is one of those guys that Bill Belichick looks at on tape for a decade and just salivates and just respects and loves him. So you said maybe L.A. I said maybe New England. Does he have? I a, like New England's. Yeah, a good one. yeah. New England. They're losing
4: two linebackers in yeah. free agency. Hightower and Bentley are free agents. Yep. So yeah, yeah.
0: And Hightower, man, like what a great player! What a big body! I mean, like one of the best leaders. I best leader I ever played with, probably. I wow. mean, like on the defensive side of the football. And just the heartbeat there, but he is getting older. I mean, playing at Bama and then New England, that's like 20 years of, you know, in dog years. So I mean, like (laughs) they've got to figure something out there. A lot can happen. A lot can happen before you even hear this interview as we alluded to. So if we missed anything, I'm very sorry. Uh, But this has been a pleasure. Shield, thank you so much for your time, dude. And we really enjoy reading your stuff. It was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Catch you soon. If you're in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or Virginia, and you haven't tried the WinBet app yet, I got great news for you. WinBet is now offering $200 in free bets for new users. That's right, 200 big ones. WinBet is basically giving you free money. Don't pass it up. Download the WinBet app today. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too. 1-800-889-9789. All right, Reed, after hearing what Sheil had to say, how do you feel?
1: I'm even more stoked. Okay. Let's go Broncos.
0: Broncos country.
1: I was... When I heard the news, I was a little hesitant just because 2014 Super Bowl from the 2013 season was still...
0: The one I mentioned earlier, you were madder than me.
1: Yeah, and I still remembered Russ from that, and I was like, uh, but didn't give up any of our wide receivers. Like, it sucks to see uh, Shelby Harris, who I'm a huge fan of, leave. Um, Oh, he's leaving. Obviously, uh, Drew Locke and Noah Fant, but um, obviously on the lock
0: thing for sure.
1: Yeah. But I'm excited.
0: Um feeling good. We do we do feel for Noah fan. Um that's gotta be tough. You mentioned the group chat thing, Reed. You know, just being on that thing and it's just popping off and you forget. It's like, hey, listen, my boy Brock is in the, the Monegators group text. That's what the group text is called. It's all the D linemen from St. Louis Rams. So when Aaron won a Super Bowl, like we're all just texting away hey man, fucking awesome, blah, blah, blah. Then it hit me that Brock's in the group chat and he just got traded from the, uh, the Rams to the, uh, the Lions, so I feel for Noah Fant. Not like they've won the Super Bowl or anything, but a little different outlook for Jerry, Judy, and company and, and Noah Fant. I'm excited, dude. I'm psyched about this uh, this, this stuff. You know what? I'm psyched about the circus, man. You showed me that on your, uh, yeah, your phone.
2: Yeah, do Portugal Circus. I went to the circus with my girl this past week, and it was awesome. You do rodeos. You do circuses. Yeah, it was fun. I What's mean, better? Rodeo, circus. So here's the funny thing. What I realized is they actually have the exact same structure, top to bottom. The way the show goes and the way it's segment out and the way they put the segments together it's with like the rodeo clown and at the circus so they have a clown that entertains and does all this stuff while they're getting all the all the the theatrics set up like in the background and whatnot so it's very similar organizationally yeah
0: right saw some motorcycles riding around inside of a orb I love that shit. Yeah, it's I'm taking the kids to see that. Yeah, you no should. No questions asked. You should. But your TikTok is what I really want to Yeah. So
2: follow my TikTok, deal reels, D-E-A-L-R-E-E-L-S. Sure. Smash it. Smash it. But yeah, I posted Found a it. video. Like, like it. Fuck I, it. I posted a video Hammer from it. the circus. Yeah. And it has seventy thousand views already.
0: So seventy thousand views. And what I said to you, and I've been in Mexico <laughs> all week, but I, I was basically like, oh, so it's like a pesos thing. <laughs>
2: Like TikTok
0: yeah. is basically a pesos thing. So when no a, offense, guy, t- when but a 70, guy tells you, views "is like a lot," I just didn't think you'd have a lot of TikTok views. I thought you'd be in the like
2: <laughs> you fucking n- jealous upper middle class of TikTok, bro. I'm popping online. Fuck you. <laughs> I know you are, but seventy thousand views is a lot. Hey, I have a life outside so of Doctor Fell, bro. I know bro. this.
0: I know this. <laughs> he, he never ceased to impress me, but I'm just wondering. Is seventy thousand views the same as seventy thousand likes on, like, say, an Instagram or a Twitter? Oh, um, views, so it's different. So it's not apples to it's it apples has, to.
2: It has twelve hundred likes on it, also.
0: Oh, it's got twelve hundred likes. <laughs> yes, bro. That's Pretty good. That's a pretty good ratio.
2: <laughs> yeah, it?
3: yeah. It's sort of like the cur- currency exchange, but honestly, to me, it's almost more like inflation, you know, where, where like it's easier to get views and easier to get likes on oh TikTok God, than it is dude. on Twitter, or Instagram. You hear yeah, this? No disrespect, Nate.
0: No disrespect, but your uh your TikTok account is uh benefiting from inflation.
2: Guys, haters are going to hate, man. Views of views. No. I think you got, I think you're just jealous about the number 70k and the What at seventy k? Yeah, I am a little jealous. Good for you, man.
0: You really got 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 that thing uh, thing popping, as the kids would say, huh? That TikTok's popping.
2: I'm trying. I'm trying to get it. I'm trying to get it. Fuck yeah! Sounds like it's there, dude. And when I get it up and running. And then I'm you're gonna come circus content. Like but you look, don't even
0: do any like hard cuts. But when I get the you numbers, do, like the, the, you got to hear the long hear run. The, when the,
2: I when I get the numbers right, then I'm gonna come to you in the green light and propose that we start a green light TikTok. Yes. To, for our reels, yes, To get sign the numbers, on. It, it.
0: If I if this is a desk, if I have a desk, <laughs> and you are passing me, I've already signed it. Okay. All right, <laughs> take it, run with it. Yeah, you know the thing I hate the most? I used to hate the dab the way I hate this. Like, I'd be at a stadium, and when they'd, they'd zoom in on a kid dabbing, it was mostly the white kids dabbing. No offense to you know white kids, but when you dab, I get uncomfortable. I get really uncomfortable, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I just see myself. I see a little version of I, me. Hey, I'm kid. like, yeah, man, that's cringy. So I'm glad dabs weren't around when I was a kid. Um, kind of like I'm glad like TikTok isn't around you know, wasn't around when we were kids. Um, the thing that I hate that much now is the videos with the robot voice uh, where they're like reading. It's just oh, basically a video. That's why
2: of a I kid. got seventy k. <laughs> really? You did that? You do those? You do those?
0: I can't believe this happened at the circus. So it, what the fuck is that, dude? What? Tell, explain to me what's going on there. Please. So basically, when you
2: put a caption, turn the phone off. Oh, I don't okay, want to hear bad. that anymore. I don't want to hear that. When you put a caption. Anymore you can pick yeah. for a voice to read it. And that's just the first voice that comes up, but you can do it in like the scream mask, like the scream character yeah, yeah, voice. Yeah, yeah.
0: You can why do it, does everybody keep choosing that one?
2: Um, I think it's... Why is it always on SportsCenter's Instagram? I think I un- unfollowed Sports Center. I think it's I think it's for views. I, I don't know. I think it's intriguing or people don't it's like it or it's good people marketing. people don't like it either yeah. way, but <laughs> it works and a lot of people use it.
0: Okay. So you're kind of a like a online millennial. While I was in Mexico, you're an online kind of guy. When I was in Mexico, you're pretty plugged in. Like you're 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 on it. You're on TikTok. You probably watch the uh masked singer.
2: So I I'm not up on the new one. Okay. Like the most current. Yeah. But I am
0: familiar so with the show. I
2: sound so fucking stupid. Nick Cannon Nick Cannon's still the host. Is it cool to like the uh, masked singer? Okay, so, yeah, so why not? TikTok,
0: yes, masked singer no. I'm not ready to be seventeen. Well, I'm good. Like I have just okay. So hey kids, if you've been watching The Masked Singer, which is obviously fucking rad, I think I know two of them. So the whole the whole show is
2: about. I get it. I feel like the mass seniors, the demographic, is like your mom. Right. Probably. Yeah. Probably.
0: (laughs) That sounds like a joke. It's not a joke. I always walk in and see my parents watching American Idol. They just called us about American Idol. Shout out to.
2: Yeah, Shorty from from Crozet.
1: Well,
0: Shorty. I'm sorry.
1: Kennedy Anderson.
0: Kennedy Anderson.
2: Yeah. Crozet, she goes to Western Albemarle. I texted you a week ago about this. I know. I'm sorry, man. Did you, you, you acted like clueless when you're when, well, when someone culpa. asked you about it? I'm man. in another
0: same time zone, different country,
2: bro. I was trying to I try to keep you up on the thank the, you. The, I know. The current Keep events. that going.
0: Keep that going. But what I'm saying is, mass singer. There's a guy on there named Ram Mask. Okay, it's showbuck Buck. I don't have a tip. Nobody's tipped me off anything. I don't watch the show, but I was tagged in some of the the uh the Mask Singer stuff because evidently one of the uh, clues is uh Eagle. Mm. And so somebody thought I was in the mass Singer. Would you say, would, would, the, would you ever do it? I would take the it? mask off and they'd be like, "And podcaster." No,
2: would you ever do it if they asked you?
0: Uh no. They had Dwight Howard I on. I wouldn't there. do Dancing with the Stars. I wouldn't do Mass Singer, I wouldn't do any of that. Because you can't dance or sing. No, I have no talents. None, dude. Just this. (laughs) If this would even constitute being a talent. Basically, my talent is wanting to talk about shit for a while. Incredible talent. Yeah, dude, but Mass Singer, Joe Buck's on there. Go look at the Ram mask. Listen to the guy's voice. Is that Joe Buck? You know, you
2: could probably bet on that, so why don't you bet on it?
0: Mm, You can bet on it? Look, People are going to say I have insider trading because... I know the second guy too, it's Jordan Mailata. Thingamabob, Thingamabob on Mass Singer. You kids know what I'm talking about. The hints lined up, I'll put it that way. And there's chatter online, I didn't come up with this, but I'm willing to bet more money on Thingamabob being Jordan Mailata than I am Ram Mask being Joe Buck. Take those two to the bank.
2: You're doing, we're doing a mass Singer segment right now? Yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. yeah. People can got make money off this,
3: evidently. Huh? Tonight on The Masked Singer, there was a viral moment. McTerrier's head came off by accident and revealed the celebrity before it was supposed to be revealed. Who was it? Some dude I've never heard of.
0: <laughs> That's what would happen if I went on Masked Singer. You know, matter of fact, I want to go on Masked Singer. It'd be Singer. like... Uh, but they have to say Chris Long, dude. Just Chris Long. When they take my mic, Chris Long! Yeah, no former Ram, like nothing. No it would Super be Bowl so champion. fucking awesome, dude. Oh, oh, that'd be good. Get me on Mass Singer. Someone yells from the oh, stand.
2: They know now. Someone yells, "Rams suck.
0: That'd be about it. Or like, hey, there's the charity guy. Yeah, water boys. Uh, yeah, something like that. But hey, thank you. Anyways, take those two to the bank. Yeah, I was in Mexico, right? something really scary happened down there. You know those boxing things? The video I showed you? <laughs> yeah. So explain to the people at home. The punching bag video games. There was an arcade down there that we, we brought our kids to because we were there for a while. Yeah, it's beautiful, there's beaches. I'd love to say I'm the person that like took my family to a cenote and we went off the grid and we ate like really authentic food all the time. And we did not no. We fucking looked at the water, hung out in a pool, and it was awesome, Vacation. and we went to an arcade because the kids wanted to play video games, Lit. and that's okay. We went there, and the kids were in there playing fucking, Waylon was on the floorboard of the NASCAR game, just kid in a rat tail, with a rat tail, You know, can't even reach the pedals, so he's gotta be on the floorboard, and he's hanging down,
2: <laughs> I love grabbing
0: it. the steering wheel. Meg is not even watching. She's just punching the fuck out of this punching bag that tells you how high you score. <laughs> And I didn't crow hop or anything, but I was up in the high sevens and I was trying. Like I wasn't like blowing it out because nobody wants to look like the, the dumb guy that's trying too hard on the punching thing. Yeah. Especially in a kid's arcade. I don't know why that's in there. Meg scored a 619, bro. The sound of her hitting that bag, dude, was terrifying.
2: I seen the video and part of it is she hit the bag perfectly where you're supposed to hit it. Right. right. Like perfectly. Perfect. You can like you can like hear the machine Listen, how it slams. hey Reed, slams. Reed, Reed <laughs> play that, that bag. I was going to tell you you might not want to play play that clip Reed, have because, you seen the clip? Because, because honestly, yeah, it's terrifying. It's fucking scary. You we talked yeah, we talked about it last night. You might, I don't know if, if I'm we, proud or afraid. If we afraid. This, if, I, we, I'm pr- if um, we post this, Dana White might hit you up. Right, I know. <laughs> like, might hit you and your wife up and be like, hey. Disposable has income. She, has she ever thought about maybe... <laughs> Sending my wife to the, the this fighting circuit.
0: I'd, <laughs> I'd never get her back. <laughs> or... She's so violent. Can, so, she,
2: can she slap like that? Have you seen the new slap competition that they have?
0: Oh, man, yeah. <laughs> I've seen those. But she hit that bag so hard, dude. It, it terrified me. The woman at the desk, she goes, hardest female... Pr- punch on property i go excuse me she goes i've never seen a female hit that bag harder i've never seen a higher score and i was like i know it's mostly like you know kind of wimpy people down there on the vacations it's not like a ufc hotspot or anything or like a bar people. in chicago but holy shit my wife hit that bag hard and she really liked doing it and the whole thing makes sense she was trying to show me that if she punched my face it would really hurt and and I am totally aware now babe you are so you are so fucking violent 619
2: I wonder what the metrics are like with that score. The PSIs, I don't know. Yeah, and like maybe it's not that good. Maybe I was just scared. No, that definitely. I feel like it definitely is a good score. Hey, listen, because the high scores on those machines are what like nine hundred usually, or eight eight. Boxer it goes
0: killer is seven hundred and boxer is nine hundred. Yeah, you know, I saw those guys uh, like dudes hitting it like McGregor and those guys like nine fifty. Yeah, like oh, you
2: looked up videos. Yeah, because I was like, how hard? How (laughs) bad could my wife? hit me
3: in the face. <laughs> Yo. It made me think of Ivan Drago from Rocky 4 right away when he's punching the he's like all juiced up on rides yeah. and he's yeah. punching the thing with the numbers.
0: Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Maybe my wife's sneaking the sauce. So, I don't know, terrifying, but I, I was thinking if Meg can get a 619, what can making get? Cuz I definitely like make I like Meg in a fight against Meg. We've talked about this on this pod before. I definitely like Meg
3: in that fight. There's no question. I would set the over under at five eighty five,
0: four seventy five, and I'm okay. taking the under. He, he says, well, "I can't make a fist. Why would you want to?" That's his fucking cool slogan, dude. If he ever has to fight people off in an alley, it's curtains.
3: Yeah, I've got Meg round one in the octagon against round Megan. one. Yeah, easy submission
2: so,
0: put some, uh, put some yeah.
2: respect on me no name. i do I'm, i respect <laughs> the fuck out
0: of his name and it, like as he would tell you life's not all about fighting and it's not I mean, when's the last time you got in a fight or me In been a while yeah no need yeah no need podcasters now so that's 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 my week in review
3: so i was checking out this new website called channel six which is the new storytelling Telling Portal from Spencer Hall and Which is great. Holly Anderson. You might know Spencer Hall is the name Bum Chillips.
0: A really good, like one of the few really actually good, entertaining, smart, funny,
3: high batting average, like not accounts. great takes on some states though.
0: No bad takes on states. I mean, you know, shout out to um, Spencer and big shout out to Holly. Holly Anderson actually co-founded this website with uh, with Spencer. So ho- ho- our friend Holly Anderson. You remember her because Holly bought my skeleton. If you guys remember last Halloween, which feels like a lifetime ago, that was a long winter, dude. I feel Like a fucking fur trader or something, is the way that winter felt here. Without power for a week, COVID came back. Anyways, I bought a you know, a twenty foot skeleton or whatever it was, fifteen feet for Halloween. Oh, yeah. So do you know the origin of this story?
2: I was trying to sell a member I was so, trying to get it from my eBay store. No, so listen,
0: this is fucking good. She, she I'm sorry we it. couldn't we couldn't do that deal. Maybe next Halloween. <laughs> so, I took uh, our our skeleton that we use for Halloween to a bluegrass festival, 4848 festival. And uh, I wanted him in the campsite with us, like, you know, hanging out. Yeah. And uh, at the end of the festival, of course, I forget the skeleton. And so I come home, I break the news to Megan, and she's fucking kind of mad. You know, she's kind of not happy about it. Um, because that was the family skeleton. And I did not know that we had a family skeleton, but I get it, totally. I'm a man baby, total man baby. <laughs> so me, being a man baby, this is the man side of that coin. I'm like, I'm gonna man up and make this right. I'm gonna go online and get a the largest skeleton I can get. And I'm gonna get it shipped here, and I'm gonna show her that that family skeleton was the base model, like we we, there's upward mobility in the family skeleton market. And I got a 12 foot fucking skeleton and I got it delivered and the box got there and I've never been so disappointed uh, by someone's reaction. I mean like she did not, not only did not like the skeleton, it made her more upset that we now had a large skeleton (laughs) in the fucking driveway. We need it. There was a it showed up on a crate, like a large like a pallet. Yeah, on a pallet. Like it was Jesus. art. Like, <laughs> how much did it weigh? There was a whole issue with that because me and Holly <laughs> were trying to. Long story short, Holly was in the market for this very kind of skeleton. Y'all seen these skeletons oh, in people's remember, yards? Yeah. But Holly bought my skeleton. So Spencer did a state ranking thing on um on his his site and. Uh,
2: I'm not gonna lie. Do we know the basis of the ranking? So,
0: I'll read it. And again, you can find this on channel6.com.
1: The criteria used, is the state beautiful? Culture has to matter, what's the culture like? For the most part, he did not get too hung up on politics. And fourth is whatever he wants.
0: Whatever he wants, vibes matter. Okay, we get it. So, you know, so you know, that's what he was thinking about, that's why probably louisiana is too in the top 10 i see new mexico it's a little shocking to me no offense to new mexico
1: new mexico is a wonderful state
2: okay reed here we go
1: yeah it should be higher
2: okay Mm
1: -hmm. i heard they got to
2: me about where they got i heard heard they have like great like it's great scenery right like the desert shit.
1: it's beautiful and they have uh some high high peaks santa fe the capital but then if you go uh further north into taos and um, Eagle Lake, it is pretty. What is it,
2: what, what is it with white people walking up like, like mountains in high altitudes? Like, what, like, what is the thrill about that? Like walking up something where it's harder to breathe. I Jeez. mean, you skipped wingsuit stuff. You skipped wingsuit
0: stuff and you went to hiking, dude, which is like hiking is a very passive exercise for us Caucasians. I mean, it's not a dangerous self destructive thing. I mean, we do a lot of other dangerous self destructive things outside. Wouldn't yeah. you say? I
3: mean, hiking is pretty, unless you're going, yeah, to <laughs> Everest or something. Chris, you spent some time in Missouri. Did you where, see? Where the, is Missouri? Where do you think it's ranked? If you had to oh, guess. Oh, okay.
0: If I had to guess, uh, Missouri is going to be top, top half, but not by much. He's got it dead last. So oh, I thought Virginia oh, Virginia's forty six. Okay, Missouri's yeah. last. Yeah. The so, thing about Missouri is I lived there eight years. Same. Yeah, Yo, yeah, you as well. And I mean, we we kinda like maybe we're looking at it a little too Saint Louis centric.
3: Some of the stuff he says is fair. He says St. Louis remains one of those places where adults still really care about where other adults attended high school.
0: Totally, dude. Hey, Spencer. <laughs> I don't know who you know in St. Louis, but what high school did they go to? Cuz they are telling you the fucking truth.
3: Yeah, I moved there from Virginia and then everybody would ask me that question. I'd get that question like dozens of times a year, so I'd start like just lying.
0: That's incredible. Yeah, no no no. Um my wife, my lovely wife, my lovely lovely wife. Is what I'm going with from here on out. After seeing that fucking bag coached at uh, John Burroughs, so the home of Ezekiel
3: Elliott. Um, Nate, yeah. you're from Connecticut, right?
2: I'm from New York. I went to high school in
0: Connecticut.
3: You went to he's high school in Connecticut. Connecticut. Yeah, That's, right. oh, fancy. That's fancy. That's um, fancy. Ken Kenneth Where do you think Connecticut's ranked?
2: Um, I, I'm actually looking at it here, and it's pretty low. I don't. I would think it would be maybe higher, but. How how high is California? Pretty fucking high, dude. Fourth. Fourth? Yeah. And I only say that just because, like, Fairfield County in Connecticut is, like, second to, what, 90210, or, like, whatever that county is in California, like, for... Beverly Hills. Yeah, Beverly Hills. In like, being rich? Yeah. Like, in, it's, like, in well, the top Well, you know that's because,
0: and so this is why Connecticut's so low, because, like, you... you Connecticut, that's an alley-oop from New York. Yeah. Like, that's all that is. Like Connecticut's richest neighborhood only exists because New York exists. So no offense to Connecticut. But.
3: And then I think the thing that caught our eye here was definitely Virginia. Do you agree with his reasoning for putting it low? He says, there is no reason for northern Virginia to exist. None. That's it? <laughs> Hell cannot swallow it because the devil already knows what, it's going to, what that's going to taste like in his mouth. Shenandoah is cool though thank you
2: that is so thank funny you for, hey
3: you had me in the first half why does
2: everyone i'm um, not from virginia no, why does I mean, everyone shit on nova
0: well nova it's a lot of traffic it's a lot of homogenous looking cribs it's a lot of road noise boy do you fucking you want to talk about peter griffin gear for, grinding that's what grinds my gears Nova's pretty noise. shitty but
3: you shouldn't judge virginia just off nova no not you there. shouldn't
0: yeah Virginia's low but not that low
3: funny thing is so i'm not from virginia either and when I first arrived to JMU, like, I didn't visit the campus. I just, like, showed up and hadn't been there before. And I kept meeting all these people, and they're like, oh, I'm from Nova. I'm from Nova. And I was like, damn, Villanova must suck because everybody's transferring from there. Yeah, everybody's <laughs> like, leaving <laughs> Villanova. That's, that, that's what Nova was to me. No,
0: Nova Nova is uh, – it's, it's, it's not great. So, yeah, point, point, <laughs> point taken, Spencer. Yeah, whatever, dude. Fuck. I mean, I don't and know. California for. Believe
2: it or not, it's funny. Nova is very. <laughs> California probably got it because of the beaches and like the views, but Nova is just like Westchester and like Fairfield County.
0: Dude, we are not. You put us the behind Oklahoma though. The other way. Oklahoma, rattlesnakes, tumbleweeds. The Oklahoma Thunder and college (laughs) football. I mean, like, yeah, no, I guess college football. He he loves college football. We're below
1: Kansas. We're below
0: Kansas. I don't understand all that, dude.
2: I'm interested to see what he said about Rhode Island.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Rhode Island kind of sneaky high, dude.
2: (laughs) Thirty-seven above Florida. Honestly, though, Rhode <laughs> Island doesn't have to.
0: Rhode Island's so easy to be Rhode Island. You he have to said, take care of just a little space. Just take he care said, of your- a
1: whole state created for people too obnoxious for Massachusetts has to be respected, not liked, mind you, but indeed respected.
0: Arizona, North Carolina, Georgia. Okay, he's yeah, North Carolina. you got a point. It's beautiful. Um,
1: he put Arkansas forty-nine, which is unbelievably untrue you go That's to food suck arkansas and it is gorgeous the ozarks ozarks are great show the actual mountains are very pretty
2: why new jersey above new york i guess maybe he likes the beaches
1: nevada got- is way
0: too high man <laughs> way too high holy no, shit Spencer.
2: why the is nice the desert it's again like the deserts people like other than the strip and everything like that nevada is okay. like a good nevada traveling. no
0: offense we love wind bet and we love like the wind and you should go to the wind but otherwise it's just go to mars like it's the same thing now you can gamble online so you know like i don't see why nevada's so high here i just don't what did he say why why is nevada so high there's no trees i'm a big tree guy
1: he said about nevada Actually beautiful, also stuffed with Las Vegas, radioactive waste tracks of housing that will eventually be upcycled into elaborate roadrunner nests when the water dries up. Alien spaceships kept in padlocked public storage units and Floyd Mayweather Jr. In summary, Nevada is a land of contrast, and most people I know who live there spend their weekends firing automatic weapons into rocks for fun.
0: That doesn't sound cool. That's like one that he was like, fuck, I have it here. Got to figure out a way to justify it. Uh, I'm going to say a bunch of things about Nevada that are kind of like insults, but put them 20. I don't agree with that. That might be my biggest, like, what for here.
1: Firing guns into rocks seems very dangerous. Dangerous.
0: I wouldn't fire them into rocks. In the desert? It's all about ricochet. You know who fired a gun into a rock? The guy in Legends of the Fall. Mm-hmm. His wife died. Spoiler. Mm-hmm. I'm not familiar. Massachusetts is way too high, man. Whoa, 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 whoa. Massachusetts over West Virginia? That's
1: what. Yeah, it's absurd. West Virginia should be top 20.
0: Yo, I know that Maryland has the Eastern Shore, and there's some nice areas in Maryland, but you kind of docked Virginia for Northern Virginia, and I feel like Northern Virginia and Maryland are just melting into each other.
3: Yeah, you're right. Some people call it the DMV. They don't call it Nova Tri State, like DC, Maryland, real Tri State, real Tri State. If DC were a state, funny. yeah, that's funny. Exactly.
2: It's wh- exactly what is it considered? Bad. DC? It's a it's a fucking it's a federal district. District. A federal district belongs to Columbia.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Indiana's way too high. That was what I was thinking, too. It's one of the shittiest Indiana places I've be ever 53.
2: Been. Gary?
0: No offense. <laughs> I know Pat McAfee is going to be. Don't we have like a Guam thing that we can we can throw ahead of Indiana? Bro,
3: I'm putting the U.S. Virgin Islands way oh ahead of Oh, my God. Dude, I know they're not states, Indiana.
0: technically, but. Um, and Alaska. Where's Alaska? It's up there. Alaska's ten. top 10. Good, good. good Shout good, out good, to good. Alaska. Good. Hey, what? Hey, go up a little bit. What's 26? Idaho. No, Utah. Y'all take care. <laughs>